Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 237 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on March the 15th, 2022. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. What's going on? Not much. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. And we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Beat! Kevin. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I mean, you know, the, the we finally have a good Batman movie. You know, uh, the sun is shining. It's been beautiful out lately. It's I'm very, very happy with the world right now. You should be. You know, I bought my first pair of Disney ears this past weekend. You you wear Disney ears? Uh, I did for the first time ever. Huh. Well, so like I wore like a pair of like Etsy ears before, um, because I got like themed ones uh, for the first time. My girlfriend and I went together, but uh, I actually just bought the Winnie the Pooh ears that they sell. In a couple like a headband? Places. Yeah, it's like a headband. It doesn't have like a bow on it or anything, obviously. Right. But like, okay. they, yeah, but they're like, they're Pooh Bear ears. So they're like little and like they're very padded. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't even feel it on my head. Like when I wore the Etsy ears, it like, they kind of like dug into my, uh, my head a little bit. Or they're not as well made, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, they were very well made though, I will say. Um, <clears throat> but the Pooh Bear ears, like literally at one point they fell off my head and I didn't even notice until I was like down a little further ways in the parking lot and had we had to run back. My girlfriend ran back and got them. Because um, <clears throat> I wasn't going to run, Pete. No. No, definitely not. Um, so, yeah, the the Pooh Bear ears are really... I, I got to tell you, like I think my biggest Disney-like obsession lately has been Winnie the Pooh. Interesting. I really... I just have always loved it since I was a kid, and lately, I've just been all about, like, any merch that's Pooh Bear... And in the UK Pavilion right now, in uh, in one of the stores there, they've got this whole line of like Winnie the Pooh merchandise that has awesome quotes from the books, not from the sh- not from the movies, and mm-hmm. like you know artwork from the books on it. Like uh, it- it's just really really cool. <clears throat> I remember we went through a crazy Pooh phase in the '90s. Pooh was actually in like the late '90s. Like, dare I say, as like hyped in disney parks through merchandise as mickey was it was insane yeah i think i would agree with that the uh i remember when my brother was a kid like a baby in the late 90s um he everything he had was pooh bear yeah he had this thing called my interactive pooh bear okay that you like plugged into the computer and like you could enter your child's name into the computer wow. and then pooh bear would like speak to your kid that's pretty cool. Yeah, his face when Pooh Bear said his name was amazing. Ethan's, I mean, Ethan's nursery when he was little was like a Pooh Bear nursery. I feel like that's a really like safe, like especially like if you're having a baby and you don't know the gender <laughs> beforehand. Like, sure. Decorating Pooh Bear is like such a 
agendered thing, you know? Heather's always loved poo. It's always been like a thing between us. So my son's nursery was like decorated with like production cells and like everything poo that we had. Oh, and I'm like, I feel like no one else has this on their wall, but it, it was okay. I'm sure lots of other people had it on their wall, to be fair. Um, <clears throat> all right. So you ready to hop into the news this week? Yes, I am. The news brought to you by our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. You can always find Dave by emailing him at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net or looking at Magical Travel Dave on Facebook. He's been doing this a long time. He's booked all your trips. He's booking my cruise. Um, can't and, and tomorrow is his birthday, actually. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. 316. He's like the Stone Cold Steve Austin of this podcast. Wow. And that's the you're going to have fun on your vacation. And that's the bottom line, because Dave Wackert said so. Is that your Dave impression? No, it's my Stone Cold Steve Austin impression. Oh, damn. Not a wrestling guy. Missed on that. Everybody knows what Stone Cold Steve Austin sounds like. I I don't know if I do. I know that sounds dumb. But how were you alive in the late 90s and didn't know Stone Cold Steve Austin? Um, You know, I was not into wrestling. Well, I know, but like my my parents knew who Stone Cold Steve Austin was. Of course, because their son really likes wrestling. Well, my parents don't know who he is or what he sounds like. He was uh, he was as big as Hulk Hogan for a while. I get it, but if you're not into it, you, but know. you knew who Hulk Hogan was. Well, because I liked wrestling when I was a little kid. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Was Hogan your favorite? WrestleMania Seven. That's where I was out. Oh, okay. You didn't like Sergeant Slaughter. It was just a good time to leave for me. Because they were like, you know capitalizing on on saddam hussein invading kuwait and no i was just at that age where i'm like okay i'm gonna put this behind me okay did you watch wrestlemania 7 yes so you got to see hulk hogan vanquish the evil iraqi sergeant slaughter yeah it was weird (laughs) the iraqi white man (laughs) sergeant slaughter (laughs) attention maggots i've met sergeant slaughter and he is a lovely person I've always heard that about him. I have we, a guy in here who's very into Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, one of my no, customers. We, we so I did a um I was on a show in Edison years and years and years ago uh, at the Edison Expo Center and we brought in Sergeant Slaughter for it. And um you know, like I introduced myself to him cuz that's what you do. And um I remember at one point I was sitting kind of near him and I was just like say something to him. Say something. Strike up a conversation with one of your heroes. And I was just like so G.I. Joe, huh? Like we had a whole conversation about G.I. Joe. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um <clears throat> All right. Uh happy birthday, Dave Weikert, because this will drop on 316. This is our Stone Cold Steve Austin episode. Should I do the entire or, should I do the why entire Why can't it be our Dave Weikert episode? It could it could be both. Be our St- Stone Cold Dave Weikert episode. All right. Pop open a couple of Dave Wisers. You know. Um, should I do the entire show as Stone Cold Steve Austin? What will you sound like after? All right, we got some worldwide news coming up here. What? I said worldwide news. What? All right, I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> that voice doesn't take a lot out of me. Oh, okay, good. Because it's kind of like up there, and like you know, like it's from like the back of the throat. It's not like it's not like a doofenshmirtz that like grates your vocal cords together. Which you were almost forced into retiring. Yes, it's like gargling with razor blades. Uh, all right, worldwide news. So, as happens sometimes on this show, we record it, and then something we say gets immediately disproven by Disney. I love that. Do you remember the last show when we were like talking about 
uh, when Disney was going to drop masks. And we were like, never. Yeah. It's never happening. We're no way. Like, you know, we're going to be wearing masks into the long into the future. This is this is totally not a thing. Blah, blah, blah. And then four hours after we hit the stop button. Couldn't have been happier to be wrong. I know. Disney was like, no more masks. And I was just like, oh, well, this show comes out tomorrow. I'll take that all the time. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I even put it in the in the description. Like, note: we recorded this before Disney <laughs> announced that they were dropping mask mandates, and I still got people being like, "Well, you know, Disney dropped the mask mandates yesterday." So, <clears throat> however, uh, one thing that I think a lot of people don't realize, and I've seen a lot of people at the parks kind of get caught off guard by this, you do still need masks in transportation. Did you know that? Yeah. I did know that. So, but and by transportation, not, not sure like, why, but the the ferry boats, like that are open air, or like the boat to the Polynesian and and the Wilderness Lodge and stuff like that, those you don't need masks on because they're open air vehicles. However, the monorail, the Skyliner, the buses, these you still need to wear masks on, and that's because. The Transportation and Security Administration, also known as the TSA, is still making you wear masks on public transportation. So Disney is adhering to that. Um, And that is going to be going on for the foreseeable future uh, as the federal public transportation mask requirement has been extended for at least another 30 days. The existing mandate on public transportation was set to expire on March 18th, but it now appears that it will be extended through to April 18th, 2022. Um, throughout the COVID era, Disney has followed the TSA guidelines with regard to its transportation operations. That is why, um, you know, even even in uh, Galactic Star Cruiser, uh, masks have to be worn on board like the the bus thing that you go on. Now, what about the actual ship itself? As that really is a form of transportation. Well, is it, though? I mean, it's taking you to space. This is Does true. that not count? Yeah, no, the TSA doesn't have jurisdiction in space. So oh, there you go. I was wondering how they got around that. Yeah, no, it's you're you, at that point you're under Galactic Republic rules. I do think it's funny that every ride I, I rode the Skylighter. I want to say, oh, man, if I didn't ride it every day, it was yeah. every day but one on my last trip. It's almost always just my family of four, and they're like, "Put your masks on." I'm like, "Okay." Well, I'm just yeah, here when, with it's, my when it's just your party, like when when it's like just like two of us in there, and they're like, "Oh, put your mask on." Okay, the doors close, it takes off, and it's just right. us. Like there's no there's no strangers in the car. We would just take them off. But like if there are strangers in the car, I'm absolutely not taking it off because I'm no, trying, I understand that. Yeah, because I'm trying to be safe. But I know I understand. Like I'm still really weirded out by being in tight and closed spaces of people. And like I'm still you know wearing a mask in the parks for the most part. Really? Yeah. Man, I am so on the other end of that spectrum. But I know I you are, but like, I don't know. I'm just re- like, look, I've gotten this far without getting it. Well, have <clears> you? What? Have you? Yeah. Have you gotten this far without getting it officially? Well, I mean, as far as I know. But I mean, come on. In the beginning, you were pretty sick when COVID hit. I was, but then when I, I got tested for antibodies and I didn't have any. Oh, Interesting. So I'm still not. So I'm kind of like uh, it's kind of like Schrodinger's COVID. Like I don't know for sure if I had it or not. It might have just been really right. bad bronchitis. Right. That was also a long time ago. And how long do antibodies stay in your system? Some studies say six months. No, I mean I I got tested within that six. Like I gave blood. Oh, you did. Yeah, I ga- I gave uh, donated blood uh, shortly after that, and they did a free COVID antibody test on the blood, and they were like no COVID antibodies, and I was like oh all right. 
because I, I was pretty sure that I had it. But, you know, at that point, tests were so, you know, no, but I, um, you know, there's other reasons, too, that I, you know, I, I'm around a lot of immunocompromised people. So, right. You know, I feel that I owe it to them also to just kind of like be safe. When I get I that in public. So. Um, all right. Resort news. The pool is being refurbished at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. The Fuentes del Maro water play area and Martinique pool at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort are both now closed for refurbishment. The kids want, and so it's not like the big pool with the water slide. It's the play area beside it. Yes. That we're talking about here. The kids water play area is expected to reopen late this month. Uh, during the work, the main feature pool remains open at Martinique. The area's leisure pool is now closed and will reopen in mid April of 2022. The Fuentes del Maro feature pool and leisure pools in the Aruba, Jamaica, Trinidad, and Barbados villages are all still open. So plenty of ways to relax in the pool still if you are over in uh, our favorite resort, Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. Um, the ESPN Club has closed for good at Disney's Boardwalk. I gotta be honest with you, I didn't know it was still open. Yeah. Well, it never reopened after COVID, I don't think. Oh, Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so it is now permanently closed and it has been announced that a new table service restaurant and bakery, the cake bake shop by Gwendolyn Rogers will be joining the boardwalk and sources indicate that this will be the location. Hmm. Um, it op- So the ESPN club, little history opened in Walt Disney world in July of 1996. It offered classic American pub cuisine, sports, entertainment, and shopping, along with live TV coverage of sporting events. The club closed along with the rest of Walt Disney World during the pandemic and has not reopened since. Now, the Cake Bake Shop by Gwendolyn Rogers has two existing locations in Indianapolis. And, um, yeah, it's coming here. So that's exciting. Mm. I know, I've never been in that ESPN zone. It Was it big? It was pretty big, yeah, um, mm. from what I remember. I haven't been in there in a very long time, but... I, I remember it being large. So the boardwalk is getting a major refurbishment, like just okay. the whole resort. Um, it is announced. So Disney's announced plans to update both the hotel and the boardwalk itself. Updates will include a new lobby design, um, including a coffee bar, refreshed guest rooms, a new table, a new table service restaurant and bakery, which we talked about, and a new sandwich shop. I do love a good sandwich shop. Who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, in, in talking about the, the cake bake shop by Gwendolyn Rogers, Disney said this restaurant will offer both savory and dessert menus along with afternoon tea service in a whimsical atmosphere that complements the magic of the idyllic charm of Disney's boardwalk. Afternoon tea service. That's pretty cool because the Garden View Tea Room at Epcot or uh, at the Grand Floridian has still not reopened after COVID. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, my, um, my best friend and I were planning on going to the Garden View Tea Room before COVID hit and then... COVID happened, it closed, and we've been waiting, and it's two years later. I vaguely remember you telling me about that. Yeah, it's still, I have done it before with another friend, and it, it is really, really nice. So when it's available, I highly recommend it. Um, let's see. The existing Boardwalk Bakery will become a new sandwich shop, and the ice cream store will remain uh, as, as is. Inside Disney's Boardwalk Inn, light and airy touches will reinvigorate the lobby, lounge, and guest rooms, carrying the seaside breeze right inside. Just off the lobby, the new coffee bar with artisanal beverages and quick bites will be available to go, or in newly refreshed seating spaces inside or outdoors. Now, was the Boardwalk the resort that has the really creepy, like, flower children chairs? Yeah, it it's not the so. beach club, right? Was, I knew it was one of the two. Hmm. 
I want to say it's the boardwalk. And I don't hopefully... know, though. I feel like I've seen them in person, though, and I don't know if I've ever been in the boardwalk lobby. Oh, maybe it is the beach club then. Huh. Those got to go, dude. Are they still? I don't. I, they're, I mean, I was just I, in the last the beach I saw, club. they were still there, and they are they are scary. Like as a kid, I would have like screamed if I had seen those. All right, ready, ready to uh, go over to Disney Springs? Sure. A healthy food truck has come to Disney Springs. Healthy food. Local Green Orlando, a healthy eating food truck, has now arrived at the food truck park on the west side in Disney Springs. Um, <clears throat> you can find it because it's super green. The truck is green. The company says on its website, our focus is to shine the light on nutrient-dense fruits and vegetables. Therefore, we serve a mostly plant-based menu. With our vegan, vegetarian, and pescatarian menu options, we strive to appeal to the tastes of the urban palate while providing cuisine rich in fiber, healthy fats, vitamins, and other nutrients. Now, most dishes here are priced around $15, and it includes burgers, sandwiches, wraps, street corn, and air fries. Ready for the full menu here? Sure. Wrappers uh, Delight is a salmon filly. So I guess it's like a salmon, like, like cheese steak. Um, then you have a Beyond Burger, a Shrimp Burger, a Kale and Quinoa Wrap, a Pulled Barbecue Sandwich. And then for sides, you have Street Corn and Air Fries. And then drinks, you can get a smoothie that has cell therapy and kryptonite. This is kryptonite. There's kryptonite in it? It says that there's kryptonite. We better, like, alert, you know, Superman to not go to Disney Springs because they're they're serving kryptonite in a smoothie. If you drank a kryptonite smoothie, would your breath then, like, hurt Superman, you think? Probably not. It's probably not. But, like, there there is radiation in kryptonite. So, like, you can't really, like, drink it. Because remember, like when Lex wore the Lex wore the kryptonite ring for all that time, and then like the radiation, Mm -hmm. he had to amputate his hand. These are things that I think about. And if Smallville has taught us anything, exposure to kryptonite is going to just give you weird powers that you don't want. Wasn't that like red kryptonite? Well, no. Like all of the villain, like all of the villains in Smallville had some kind of kryptonite power. Like, hmm. like the old man, like fell into him in his electric wheelchair, like fell into the, the lake that had kryptonite in it. And like, it turned him young or like the one kid like got bitten by like kryptonite infected bugs and he came like bug boy. Amy Adams was like a heavy set girl who did something with kryptonite and she like started like becoming thin by consuming people. Smallville was a weird show, dude. That's why I didn't really watch Smallville. I loved it. All right. So local green Orlando is joining the existing food truck lineup, which includes the four rivers cantina and the Disney operated trucks, which is like the Mac and cheese truck and the hot dog truck. Here is the, uh, so the Disney food trucks are available from 5 PM daily. I have tried to go for lunch before to the food trucks and been grossly disappointed because they're not open. Hmm. Here's the story of the Disney uh, of, of this food truck. Eating well isn't just about fresh, healthy foods. For us, the community is the key ingredient. That sounds like a Soylent Green is people kind of thing. There you go. Oh, God, avoid avoid this truck. They're, they're cooking people. <laughs> I thought they said this was plant-based. Uh, founded in 2018, Local Green Atlanta was, de- was designed centering the need to expand access to fresh foods and improve health outcomes in Atlanta's un- undeserved neighborhoods. It's like... 
Hannibal Lecter inside the truck. Uh, the local green concept initially started as a food truck and scaled back to a brick and mortar restaurant and scaled to a brick and mortar restaurant based in Atlanta's historical Westside community. We envision redefining the meaning of eating well with great tasting, affordable, nutrient rich foods paired with a cultural experience that binds us together around a meal. Local Green Orlando is proud to bring our mission food truck and plant-based slash pescatarian menu to the Orlando community. I don't know if the community is really part of this menu. <laughs> it's a little scary. Uh, more Disney Springs news. Swirls on the Water is going to be a new location that is replacing Aristocrapes, which was over by the uh, Rainforest Cafe. Aristocrapes didn't make it? Did not make it. Hmm. I mean, it made it for a while. Aristocrates yeah. has been around for like five years, hasn't it? Walt Disney World has a new kiosk at Disney Springs serving specialty Dole Whip floats. That's what this okay. is. Swirls in the water is all Dole Whips. All right. Uh, replaces Aristocrates in the marketplace and open and is now open. Menu items include soft serve swirls with flavors such as pineapple and vanilla, lemon and blue cookie dough, and habanero lime. It also has specialty alcohol uh, Dole Whips. That you can get. Uh, you can also get Dole Whip Habanero Lime Nachos, a 50th Celebration Cone, and even a Dole Whip Flight with three flavors. Non-alcoholic Dole Whip floats are available alongside floats topped with rum and even a red wine sangria. So here is the um, the menu. Soft serve swirls, pineapple and vanilla, lemon and blue cookie dough, and habanero lime, as we just said. Specialty offerings, Dole Whip Habanero Lime Nachos, which is a waff- which is waffle cone chips topped with Dole Whip Lime and habanero soft serve. Uh, mango boba pearls, spices, raspberry sauce, and whipped cream. Then you have a 50th celebration cone, which is a Dole Whip lemon and cookie dough soft serve swirl in a cone with iridescent sprinkles and a Mickey topper. Then a Dole Whip flight, which is the three Dole Whip flavors. Then you have the floats, the Dole Whip float, uh, Dole pineapple juice with Dole Whip pineapple, float topped with rum, uh, Dole pineapple juice with Dole Whip pineapple topped with Captain Morgan spice rum or Malibu coconut rum. And a sangria float, which is Dole Whip pineapple served over a red sangria. So there you go. This is going to be a popular location, I think, because it's all Dole Whip. Now, do you think selling Dole Whips everywhere now hurts like the original location? 100% cheapens it. Has to, right? Yeah, I would be cool if it was just Disney Springs and Magic Kingdom in the Polynesian, but they're selling them now in like Epcot, and they're selling them in, in Animal Kingdom, and I don't know if they've hit studios yet, but I wouldn't be shocked. Right. Because, like, I mean, once upon a time, you can only get the Dole Whip in one area. Yeah, now I know. So it made it so unique. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind them having it at the Polynesian because it's so themed to Adventureland. But still, it was like an Adventureland thing. Right. With the opening of Swirls on the Water, the nearby Marketplace Snacks no longer serves soft serve and has a new menu. So the Marketplace Snacks had Dole Whips in Disney Springs already. But not like a huge amount. So that menu has now been uh, changed. It now has a strawberry and cream bubble waffle topped with vanilla ice cream, fresh strawberries, whipped cream, and coconut crisp pearls. A salted caramel bubble waffle topped with chocolate ice cream, pretzel pieces, whipped cream, salted caramel, and chocolate crisp pearls and caramel sauce. And a bottle of water for three fifty. Magic Kingdom news. You know what? Before we get to the Magic Kingdom news, I think it's time to take a break. Let me just say first that I looked it up, and it is the boardwalk that has the creepy flower chairs. I mean, so they've got to be getting rid of them. If it, yeah, if, so they're if, probably gone. If this resort goes through, 
a full refurbishment and those creepy flower children chairs are still there, then it is officially like those are there because of some horrible deal that they made with demons. (laughs) Because there's no other purpose for those demonic seats to exist. I agree with you. They are frightening. They are terrifying. Folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, Google it. Because it is it is an awful experience to see. Um, okay, ready to take a break? Yep. All right. Well, folks, we're going to take a quick break here from the rest of our sponsors. And we'll be back with more of the news, more Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. 
So, how does it work? You just go to KingdomStrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit KingdomStrollers.com. This is Bill Farmer, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. And we're back, folks, with more of the news. Ready for some Magic Kingdom news? Sure. The Magic Kingdom has new park maps. Uh that are being put out right now. The uh, new guide map is the first update since the start of Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary in October of 2021. It specifically uh, gives you updates for times for shows that have come back. So now this includes Disney's Festival of Fantasy Parade, Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair, and the Disney Adventure Friends uh, Cavalcade. So, um, yeah. So it has... um, the World's Most Magical Celebration, Disney Characters on Parade, Mickey's Celebration Cavalcade, Disney Adventure Friends Cavalcade, Disney Festival Fantasy Parade, and then shows it has um, Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair, which it says is enhanced. I haven't seen it yet. I, I walked by it while it was going on, but I had family with me, so I didn't really stop. Right. Um, Beacons of Magic, Disney en- and Disney Enchantment. And then you've got specialty food and beverage, which don't ask for no cheese on it, as we've learned. Apparently not. <laughs> Merchandise, mementos, and even more Magic 50th Anniversary Celebration Experience Guide. Um, okay, so ready. Epcot news. We got a lot of Epcot news this week. So first of all, the, oh, Ep- the Epcot Experience has now officially closed as of yesterday. You remember the Epcot Experience um, was in the Odyssey Center detailing everything going on. No specific plans for the space have been announced, but there are apparently new experiences in development for this center. Imagineer Zach Ridley said on Instagram, with the transformation now well underway and many of those projects now open, including Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, Harmonious, and the upcoming debut of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind this summer, we have decided that it is time to close the Epcot experience on March 14th and make way for exciting new activations of the Odyssey Pavilion. Uh, to create a great experience for our guests. So um, the exhibit opened October 1st, 2019 and featured a 360-degree movie and projection mapping onto a model of the park to tell the story of Epcot's future. Uh, now, originally, obviously, this show was a lot... There was a lot more to it because there was more supposed to be happening before. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the play pavilion uh, and the, the, the water area for Moana, these are all things that just still haven't, you know... Haven't hit yet. Hope they will. According to Disney CEO Bob Chepek, uh, Mary the Mary Poppins attraction is still coming. See what I did there? Sure does. I I, I heard you. Yeah. Uh, so Bob Chepek has today announced on the future of the Mary Poppins attraction that was planned for the Epcot's United Kingdom Pavilion. Uh, the 2022 shareholder meeting, somebody asked about it, and he said the project is in a holding pattern currently, but looks forward to refunding the Mary Poppins ride in the future. That is the definition of corporate brush off. Yep. Like, this is, this ain't, this is not happening. Like, it's, it maybe in like, maybe in like 10 years, but uh, there's no way. 
Uh, so official originally announced that this was coming in July of 2020. Um, I'm sorry, it, it announced that it was paused in July of 2020, but it was announced at the D at the 29 2019 D23 Expo that the expansion was coming. Uh, it was going to add an entire new neighborhood to the pavilion, complete with the ride. In the plans, guests would step in time down Cherry Tree Lane past Admiral Boom's house, then enter number 17, Hope of the Bangs family, where their adventure would begin. Signs have been installed for the Connections Cafe, the first of five marquee signs now installed. I actually saw this the other day when I was at Epcot for Flower and Garden. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the opening this spring, the Connections Cafe and Eatery replaces the former Electric Umbrella as the main quick service restaurant in Epcot's World Celebration. Alongside the photo of the new marquee, Imagineer Zach Ridley added, opening to guests this spring, this new fast casual restaurant and adjoining cafe was inspired by the core Epcot idea of connecting. By the common bond we share over food and the gathering of people across cultures, Epcot is a park about people. And this new location within World Celebration will commemorate that with the talent and skill found within the kitchen and those who gathered together to enjoy each other's company over a meal uh then he said i've had the chance to walk these spaces with our imagineers bringing the design to life and it's truly a beautiful addition connections cafe and eatery continues to take shape and will have much more to share as progress unfolds there are unique design features that echo epcot of the the epcot of the past that are just stunning so how do you feel about this i mean this is replace you know i feel like this little corner is just like the humph moment for your family because you've got you with the with the creation shop uh which was mouse gear which was your favorite thing and the connections cafe and eatery which was the electric umbrella which was your son's favorite thing yeah i mean i guess we'll probably feel about this the same way we feel about uh you know mouse gear going away uh you, you know what can you do you just got to go. And I do I think I'll like this as much? Probably not. They haven't really announced a menu yet, have they? No. <sighs> uh, it says it's going to be open in the spring, which is like, you know, like it's currently the spring. Yeah, they're probably pretty close. It's not spring yet, but it's really interesting. I guess I, I, you know, the I always just kind of think that they still aren't anywhere, but I haven't been on that monorail in a while, so I haven't looked over the wall. But maybe they're moving. Maybe maybe they're uh, yeah they're getting underway. A manatee from the seas with Nemo and friends was recently released back into the wild after being re- rehabilitated. Now this is not one of the manatees that you can see in the attraction. That is Lou and uh, Little Joe. They have been the manatees there forever, and th- this is not one of them. They are, I don't believe they are able to be uh, released back in the wild. Um, Lou has a uh, it was a boat boat strike. So his tail is all messed up. And little Joe was an orphan, so he's never experienced the wild. So uh, animal care experts from Walt Disney World recently assisted the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission with the successful release of a 680-pound manatee named Plantana at Blue Spring State Park about 50 miles northeast of Walt Disney World Resort. Plantana is a young female manatee who was rescued as a baby near Fort Lauderdale when she was found abandoned at less than a week old. Uh, I guess you can... Release orphans back in. I don't know. Little Joe, I guess, just really likes that romaine lettuce. Uh, She was just 28 pounds at the time, making her the smallest manatee ever rescued. After a successful initial rehab, Plantana was released back into the wild in February of 2021. However, she was soon discovered to be losing weight, which required another rescue and rehabilitation before coming to the seas with Nemo and friends at Epcot, where 24 other manatees have been rehabilitated over the years. So clearly, like they were like, step aside. We'll take we'll take over from here. (laughs) We got this. 
Manatees are an iconic species in Florida, and their conservation impacts all of us, said veterinarian Scott Terrell, DVM, and Director of Animal and Science Operations at Walt Disney World Resort. Caring for these amazing creatures benefits all of the animals that live in their coastal habitats the human commu- and the human communities around them. Through collaboration with other rehabilitation facilities over the years as part of the Manatee Rescue and Rehabilitation Partnership, Disney animal care experts provide ill and injured manatees with the stable, controlled environment they need to make a recovery and prepare for release. The manatees receive exceptional veterinary care, including preventative health exams and a calorie-rich diet and around-the-clock monitoring to help them return to the wild. When they are fit, once released, some of the manatees, like Plantana, are assigned a satellite tracker that enables experts to continue to monitor their health, migration, and socialization with other manatees. These satellite trackers are designed to break away if they become entangled in order to prioritize the health of the manatee. Uh, so there you go. They released a manatee back into the wild. That's that's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The frozen meet and greet at Epcot in the Norwood Pavilion has moved back indoors. At the Royal Summerhus. Since returning to the Norman Pavilion last year, Anna and Elsa have been meeting guests outside in front of the building. Uh, however, now, st- uh, starting recently, the Frozen Sisters are back inside, but with physically distanced, no contact protocols in place. Animal Kingdom news. We got some exciting news out of Animal Kingdom. You ready? All right. I like exciting. The Tumble Monkeys are returning to Festival of the Lion King. Okay. This means I can go see Festival of the Lion King again. I have not seen it since it reopened because I'm like, if there's no Tumble Monkeys, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Maybe they did this just for you. I think so. They were like, Kev hasn't been here in a while. We need to bring the Tumble Monkeys back. <clears throat> Disney announced this via TikTok that they are returning to Festival of the Lion King at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, while we don't get a specific date for their return, the post does say this summer, which is likely sometime around Memorial Day weekend. The Tumble Monkeys are a team of acrobats that add a lot of energy to the show and are especially popular with the younger members of the audience. The return of the Festival of the Lion King in May 2021 was a significant moment for Walt Disney World's entertainment department and its return to the parks followed by the pandemic closures. Although in a modified format, it was the first time that large numbers of guests were indoors for a show. So there you go. We actually don't have any Hollywood Studios news this week, but... Um, wow, nothing Galaxy's Edge whatsoever? No, nothing really going on. That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, they, they've got the the Halcyon thing, but I honestly have I've looked at nothing. I've done nothing but watch tons and tons and tons of video. People keep being like, hey, you want to watch this video of the, of the Star Cruiser? I'm like, no, because I'm bitter, because I'm never going to do it. I'm interested in it. I really am. I'm... Like, there's a part of me that's interested in it, but I'm like, I'm never going to spend that much money uh, on three on a three. Like, it costs more than my actual cruise. Well, your cruise is here on Earth, dude. True, true. All right. So, what have you seen that you like from it? I think it all looks pretty interesting. Listen, the, the quote-unquote real lightsaber, which I was told, like, she activates it and then, like, bends down to, like, clumsily replace it's it so with funny. the normal lightsaber. Here's the thing. Did you love the Batman? I loved the Batman. Is the Batman too long? The Batman is too long. Correct. But I, I get it. it. It's the same thing here. I think the Halcyon looks fun. Listen, is it, is it way too expensive? Yep, it is. I'm never going to try and justify that. I'm never yep. going to say it's worth it. I probably, I mean, geez, I hope I can go on it, but who knows? I probably won't. You know what I mean? But I think it looks interesting. Yeah, I just, I, I just really am bitter about it. 
really, really I don't, better. It's funny. Everyone's like, it should be half the price. I don't know if you can, I don't know if they can find a way to do it like that. You know, I mean, you've so like if you made it half the price, I think you would lose a lot of what is making it special now, which is the cast members. Okay, I just don't know if they can really, you know, I listen. I don't know their financials, but I, I think you would be removing a lot of, you know, what's making it an experience, which seems like it's the cast members who are really dialing this up. Right, but you also realize that this is the company that sells you a twelve cent Mickey bar for like six dollars, yep. right? Sure. <laughs> Just you know, throwing that one out there. I, in this case, you know, it's it's all you can eat food, and you know, food's kind of always available for yeah. you. And, you know, well, like a cruise ship. Yep. Speaking of which, we've got some outside Walt Disney World news. Interesting. Disney Cruise Line has dropped its mask mandates. Uh, oh, wow. Effective March 11th, 2022. Uh, to fur- if, can you further reduce the use of masks when indoors? For sailings originated from a U.S. port of departure beginning March 11th, face coverings um, have become optional in most indoor locations throughout Disney's ships. This is the full wording from the latest Disney Cruise Line mask update. For sailings that embark through March 10th, all guests ages 2 and up, including those who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19, are required to wear face coverings indoors. Exceptions include when guests are in their stateroom or actively eating or drinking while stationary and maintaining an appropriately appropriate physical distance. Face coverings are not required for guests outdoors while on board the ship and at designated locations. For sailings originating from a U.S. port of departure beginning March 11th, Face coverings will be optional in most indoor locations throughout our ships. Guests ages 2 and up, including those who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19, will still be required to wear face coverings in the Walt Disney Theater. So in the in the like big Broadway-style theater. Guests under 5 years of age who are currently ineligible to be vaccinated will be required to wear face coverings in the youth activity spaces and in the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique. Uh, and while not required, we continue to strongly recommend these guests wear a face covering in all other indoor locations. Face coverings may be required in ports of call based on local government requirements. So you still have to bring your mask because there are places you have to wear yep. them. But for the most part, they have severely lessened the the mandate here. Uh, speaking of, of things that are changing, uh, Disneyland Paris has dropped character distancing. I saw this. Character meet and greets are back to normal at Disneyland Paris with all physical distancing protocols eliminated. Guests in Paris are now able to hug the characters and get autographs all without distancing measures. Although most of all Disney World's character meet and greet locations have returned, physical distancing remains in effect with characters located behind a barrier and guests unable to make any physical contact. However, notably, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is not using any distancing measures with guests able to freely interact with any characters aboard the Halcyon. It would seem likely that based on these recent changes, we will also see Walt Disney World's meet and greets return to normal operations in the very near future. What do you think about this? How far off do you think we are from guests being able to physically interact with characters again? You know, you know, you know, I, I miss this for little kids. I think it's so important. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't necessarily hate the distance to meet and greet. I think sometimes it works. Yeah, it does. You know, I think the only place it doesn't work is, you know, giving kids a chance to hug Chippendale. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, you know, have that moment with Cinderella. Or So I do think in that sense, it isn't quite the same. However, I, I've been kind of into the distance meet and greet. I think they, they've pulled it off really well. I think they have, too. I think they've done the best they could with what they had to do. Um, however, I do think that this is like if, they, if they're already 
like interacting with Ray face to face with no masks aboard the Halcyon. There's no like these are it's go, it's gonna get dropped very soon. I think. I hope so. I um, hope so. Yeah, I think within I think probably within a, it's a matter of weeks at this point, if that. Because I said, if they're already doing it in one location, what's stopping them from doing it in other locations? Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I don't know this. Do you have to be tested to go on the Halcyon? I have no idea. Hmm. I don't know either. Again, I have not looked into it at all because I'm bitter and angry. That I, that I haven't looked at. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the news this week. We had a lot of news to get through. For real. We really did. We got through it. We we're all right. We so now you, you've you looked at nothing for Star Cruiser? Really nothing. You've seen Ray with the real lightsaber. I've heard about Ray with the real lightsaber. Okay. I was told secondhand by my roommate about it. Uh, and how clumsy it is when she like picks up the real. The, the it is really that. clumsy. I'm almost surprised, <clears throat> but I get it. There's a couple cool effects in that fight sequence. Okay. I'm I'm glad to hear that. I just it's you know not really for me. I I've had friends who you know are same thing. They're like you know this it just isn't for me. It doesn't look good. And they're like oh it looks like you know cheesy community theater. Mm-hmm. I'm like I gotta be honest with you though. Like what what not what did you expect? But it looks like a typical Disney show. Are it's, they it's are they something... giving you costumes when you get on board? Like or can you like I'm assuming you have to buy them or something. Oh of course you could buy them. I mean <clears throat> I just assume with that price that they were giving you a costume. I don't know if the price is really that bananas. It is. Break it, it down for a, a second. bunch of bananas. But let's think about it for one second. Let's say you put three people in a room and it's, you know, roughly like 5,500 bucks, right? Okay. 5,400. So now you're talking, it's how much per day or per person, I guess it would be like 15, 1800, something, something like that, that for, for, you know, really two full days you're talking if you were to go to disney at the nicest hotel you could ever stay at and have your park passes and all of your food paid for the entire time and by the way you're going to see a show the entire time that's kind of what it would cost i guess i don't know it's just listen i understand and i think it's crazy but the it's it's not something for everyone. Do you know what I mean? I know. It's just I feel like Disney is just really pricing out the entire middle class. Like I think everything is just kind of like catered to the super wealthy at this point. And you might be right. It's just it's it's depressing. Like it's sad to see. Cuz I mean like honestly dude with with the prices the way things are now if I didn't live here I don't know when I'd be going again. Right. Because like, it's just so it's just so expensive and there are other things to to focus money on here and there. Like, you know, it's, it is funny this week. I put together my trip for the fall and at the same time have had real thoughts about getting a new car. No, you know me, I'm not a car person at all. You've been driving that same Jeep for like a million years. My current Jeep is pushing 15. Now it's still fine. I'm pretty sure you've had that Jeep since I've known you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still fine, but like, I have to start kind of like accepting, like I might have to buy a new car. Right. And man, the concept of another like mega Disney trip and buying a car, I'm like, uh, I gotta like figure some stuff out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it is a little crazy. I get it. You're right. I mean, Disney especially buying not... a new car right now, because let me tell you, as somebody who just bought a brand new 2022 car, like it, it's, it's crazy. Like how, like I bought, like I put the down payment down and I didn't get the car for like a month and a half. 
well, it's pretty funny. Like, you know, I'm a Jeep guy. So, and I'm probably never going to find the Jeep I want on a lot. So to order my Jeep, I've already inquired with them. I, I have a friend and to order a Jeep is eight months. Jeez. So part of me is like, I should do it because I got to kind of prepare for this. But, you know, again, oh man, real life stuff. Not always a fan. I was, I have never been more impatient to receive anything in my life. Maybe my PlayStation 5 than I, than I was when uh, I was waiting to take possession of my car. And you've seen, you, I mean, I drove it up to New Jersey for yeah. Christmas. You've yep. seen my new car. I love my new car. Like, it is one of the great loves of my life. So. See, it's funny. Like I'm, I love, like I love Jeeps. It's all I've ever really driven. Not really a car guy in any way, shape, or form. Neither am I. I, I couldn't tell you anything about horsepower or anything like that. I just like my car. It's pretty. It smells nice. It's yep. clean, and and it and it protects me because it's got a million safety features in it. You know, it's got like like if you try to veer out of the lane, it pulls you back in. Right, if you're right. About to hit something, it stops you. If you like, like it's got like the 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 backup camera is the single greatest invention that we've yeah. as a species have come up with in the last hundred years. Um, <clears throat> but um, okay, real quick before we head out, because I know you got to open the store soon. Do you want to talk about the Batman? Sure. Yeah, I mean, look, I was sitting in that theater, and I was looking up at that screen. And I kept saying to my best friend who was sitting next to me, I just said, finally, <laughs> like, finally, they did it. Yeah. He's Batman for 93% of the movie. It's not like the Dark Knight Rises where, what is he, Batman for 12 minutes of a three hour movie? In the Dark Knight yeah. Rises? Yeah, totally. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he's Batman for the whole thing. He's, I mean, like they got his motivations right. He doesn't kill anyone. Boy, boy, as if that was like a huge, like, concept sticking point. Like, after all this year, all, all these years of Zack Snyder's murder bat, I, I'm just like, it was so refreshing. Listen, I get it. No I actually, You know, I love that, uh, that flick. Uh, this is, may, might be my favorite Batman movie of all time. And it's refreshing it's for the first mine. time to see real batman on screen mm -hmm. having said that and this is also part of uh, and i don't want to give things away for people who haven't seen it right uh the guy in the very first scene of the movie well first scene he's in do you remember that man he saves yeah in the beginning from the gang yes that is also the last person he saves in the movie is it really <laughs> like, yeah he doesn't save anyone else in this movie matter of fact everyone it gets now i get that it's you know his being young and trying to kind of keep up with what's going on in the movie but he's not really saving people no but i movie. mean i got i got the the sense that he is constantly saving people in gotham up to this point where all of a sudden there's this serial killer who he's trying to help the cops track down right who there's no need for him to try to have him track down because he might just give up himself. Well, look, I think that the modern the modernization of Riddler was excellent. I thought it fit. I, I liked him kind of being more of like a Zodiac killer, like sociopath. Yeah, me too. Um, I thought that was a really cool idea. I think the modernization of the Penguin was probably the best. Yeah, it was great. I loved the penguin in this. I mean, the fact that he's getting a, an HBO Max series, I'm all about it. Um, the and I even like that he just called himself Oz instead of Oswald. Yeah, no, I thought that was great. Yeah, I thought everything about him was great. Uh, I thought Catwoman was spectacular. I thought I was like, oh, finally, Catwoman with with motivations that we can understand. 
Listen, I'm not a David Fincher guy. Mm-hmm. I never really liked Seven, but I was glad that I liked it this time around. Okay, good. Because if you add Batman to Seven, apparently it's good. Yeah, I mean, if so, and then we've got, you know, we know, I think we pretty much know where we're going with the sequel. And I, I think a lot of people are like, Ugh, but I am, I am of the mindset of, okay, no, no, let's do this right. <laughs> we did Batman right. So let's, let's get this part right now too, because this is another thing that's never been right before. Yeah. I mean, the bummer of this movie is, you know, DC is always a, <laughs> a chase the money parent company like yes. whatever does well we have to move forward with this but because of that i mean <laughs> you're really not getting another batman movie for quite a while i think you're gonna get a i mean look i think that they were not expecting this to do well other and than the multiple batmans you're gonna see later this year that's what I, well, next year they pushed it back to 2023 yeah, I um <clears throat> i think that they were they were kind of thinking this was going to be a one and done and they were not really expecting this to move forward because they already, you know, were trying to get Ben Affleck back. They got Michael Keaton to come in. But now, like, everyone's like, no, this is our this is our Batman. And they're going to have to. I, I even said to a friend of mine, I'm like, I guarantee, I bet you that they pushed Flash back to next year because they have to find a way to insert Robert Pattinson into this movie. Huh. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they will. If they've already got Keaton and Affleck in there. No, the it, the reason why Keaton's in there is because this is going to lead to Batgirl being their Batman. That's their plan here. Batgirl and Supergirl are going to be the Batman and Superman of the DCEU moving forward. What uh, I I've already got I've got my Batman with Pattinson. I don't. You know. I agree with you, but I, I don't think that's the I don't think that's the reason they're not going that route. Okay, they've already set this up moving forward after Flash. But so, now, see, I'm also no worried because, you know, Warner Brothers always takes the wrong lesson from things. So now I'm worried that the success of the Batman is going to be like the next time we get a Superman movie, it's going to be three hours long and ridiculously dark. Yeah, hope not. Because now, like, just give me a hopeful. I, look, I, I'm getting my hopeful Superman on, on Superman and Lois. I do. I do enjoy that show. But, and uh, most people do. Yeah, it's it's great. He's a fantastic Superman. So and and now like <clears throat> it's not like Smallville where like you had a good Superman but he couldn't actually do anything because of the budget. Like technology has evolved to the point where you can have Superman have a knockdown drag out fight. So Right. Um and then the Obi-Wan trailer. That was a thing that just happened. Yeah, it looks great. Fantastic. I'm so excited for live action Inquisitors. I started replaying Jedi Fallen Order just because, you know, I was in like I was in the mood for like that time period again. I love Jedi Fallen Order. I think Order. I think that underwater base that you see in the trailer is from Fallen Order. That is uh, the um yeah, it's like where the Inquisitors are trained. Yep. It's the last level of Fallen Order where you have to go to like I forget it's called like something Inquisitoris, Fortress Inquisitoris or something. I don't remember what it's called, but I'm almost there in the game, so that game is so good. It is good. I'm glad to see they're gonna do another one. Oh, are they doing another one? I believe so. I yeah. mean I had a feeling they were, but I didn't hear anything official. So I mean look, it's EA, so like I'm never like like EA is like the worst company in the world. But Here's hoping it'll be good. Because uh, the first one is fantastic. Do you think we ever get Cal Kestis in like live action in something? I don't up? know. I mean, I can never predict where their heads at with this stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, anything else you wanted to add this week? No, that's it. Then uh, that's going to do it for two minutes in the mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And we are excited to be back with you guys and be back with you again next week. We got to think of a topic for next week. Maybe I'll pull the audience about it. Hmm, see what idea. they want to see. Maybe I got a good top 10 or something like that. We haven't done a top 10 in forever. It's been a while. Uh, folks, if you love our buddy Peter Mandel, check him out over at Rogue Comics. They're in Cranford, New Jersey at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Or go to RogueComics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you are planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, Aulani out in Hawaii, Universal Orlando Resort, our buddy Dave Weikert of Magical Travel has got you covered. Uh, just send him an email, DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. And happy birthday, buddy. We, we love you here on Two Men and a Mouse. Um, if you're running a crib or stroller on your next vacation, please check out our buddies over at KingdomStrollers.com. Uh, they will rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams and deliver it right to your Disney Resort. And of course, for me, folks, uh, my books, the Ross and Andy series, Winters of Elnor, Birth of the Dark Angel, all available on Amazon.com in ebook, paperback, and audiobook formats. Also, um, you know, under my pen name, Vincent Valentine, that's V-A-L-E-N-T-E-A-N, I have two more books out, The Haunting of Jonas Estate. Uh, which is a haunted house mystery and actually just released this week, Fading Light, EMP Survival in a Powerless World. It's kind of a post-apocalyptic uh, jaunt through a um, through a world that has been decimated by an electromagnetic pulse that has no electricity in it. So it's kind of like, kind of basically like an action movie uh, in book form. So that is The Haunting of Jonas Estate and uh, Fading Light. Uh, Jonas Estate is available in... Kindle format, paperback, and audiobook. Right now, Fading Light is only available in Kindle, but paperback and audiobook are coming soon. Uh, all right. Well, that does it for this week. Pete, any closing words? I'm glad we're going to do it again next week. Yes, we are. Folks, uh, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.